Do you know someone who is reckless or careless? Maybe someone who brags that can't back it up. Are you willing to take shots at them? Then this is the show for you. Welcome to Cowboy Season. You know yeah. what? There's so much going on. Um, it's just uh, this. This for some reason stuck out to me. The 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 initial interaction between these two guys because they each have their own level of celebrity, and yet even between celebrities, they can't decide on exactly how it is we should be. Like we stick to sports and all that. But you know what? I think that's a great way to segue to Cowboy of the Week. So take us into it, man. Yeah, Cowboy of the Week. So. I don't have the guy's name in front of me, so if you have your computer in front of me, you might want to look him up. It's the it's the manager or ex CEO. Put in Seattle Mariners. Um, oh C- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's my cowboy of the week. Um, I don't even care what his name is, to be honest with you. Um, you know the 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 listeners might care, and if you do look up the story, it's kind of it's kind of like it's laughable because it it's in line with what Matt and I have been talking about. You have to understand, you work for an organization, you represent them at some level and the level of where you're at you're you're not a a a a person that works for them like you're like the top person almost other than the owner like you're a top person you cannot be on a hot mic thinking that you're this is going to stay within this room or this is going to stay within the circle of friends that i have at this table we've seen that with ted cruz where your neighbors would just out your messages to someone um so yeah he was this was probably one of the dumbest things that you can that can cost your career. Um, making these 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 racial slurs and 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 kind of talking out of turn, you know. However you feel about something is how you feel about something. I would never tell someone. My dad's always tell me, don't apologize for how you feel about something. Apologize how you react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. he always used to say that as a kid. Like, don't you know? I can't like if you're mad about something, I can't be mad at you for being mad about it but then don't get mad and and then like break a door or break a window now you gotta apologize for doing that and um he really didn't see the harm in what happened and the heat turned got turned up so much that he just had to resign and this is what these guys are these people don't realize is like listen like you're gonna cost this team ticket sales or you know they're struggling already to to get the, the fan base excited and you can't have international players say, "Well, you know what? That's the guy that said that. I'm not. I'm not going to that team." And they're gonna miss out on talent because you're yes. a fucking asshole. Just to uh, educate the listeners, so um, the uh, Mariners CEO, his name is Kevin Mather. Basically, he had a lot of uh, choice things to say about some of his foreign players. One of them was a Japanese pitcher who, I believe, he complained about having to pay the interpreter. Yeah. Um, and also said something like he spoke perfect English when it was time to negotiate his contract, whatever. He also belittled <laughs> one of their Dominican stars for his language skills. And then also said something about one of their top prospects while admitting to manipulating his service time to keep him under contract for longer than he had to, or lo- longer than that. Um, and yeah, he basically uh, has, well, I mean, I don't want to say he's a white supremacist, <laughs> but he's clearly an insensitive person. And Again, when you're the CEO of a <laughs> there we go. of a major league baseball team, there's only 30 something of them. And we talked about that with NFL head coaches how there's 32 NFL head coaching jobs. That's it. Period. End of story. In the so entire like, world. In the entire that's right, in the entire <laughs> world. And just you're paying these players to put a 
to you know perform for you which is a weird thing anyway like the idea of an owner in, in yeah. these times is awkward yeah uh, when you when, when when you're when you're one when your commodity is people specifically yeah. like anybody yeah. who owns something it's one thing but yeah so he uh kind of was looking at everybody like i don't understand why everybody's so you know bent out of shape over this and we're like <laughs> there's, there's many reasons why we're bent out of shape over this and so yeah and it's like well i guess i'll resign yeah 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 <laughs> I, I guess you probably should um all right so that's actually a good one and for the listeners i'm i'm keeping track of these and uh next time i'll have the whole list out so we can update it live but i think the idea is that we will pick uh at the end of uh the the year who we think our best cowboy is but um i believe week one we had you had tom brady throw in the lombardi trophy and i had gina carano getting fired for equating uh being a jew during the holocaust to being a republican today that's, that's good uh, last week last week you took ted cruz to the the woodshed over his mexican uh fiesta if you will and uh i took that poor kid who got in cam newton's face at camp yeah so you're yeah. you have a good start so i'm gonna would, go oh god god i would love for you to make a mafia tree or a bracket a bracket for this that would be awesome I'll do what they did at, at the end of season two or season one of the Sopranos, I think, when they updated the the tree of who they had arrested and all that stuff. And yeah, that. the mafia tree. <laughs> so I'm going to go with something near and dear to my heart and to the sneaker industry. So okay. news came out earlier this week, and I don't know how to say her last name, so I'm going to say it two different ways, and my apologies. Um, but Anne, it's either Bear or Heber. She was okay. the vice president uh, overseeing Nike's entire uh, North American business. She'd been the vice president for 25 years. She recently stepped down this week because it was found out that she, uh, her brother is one of the uh, top resellers of sneakers in the entire world and, and definitely in the country. He owns a reselling shop and he's very famous for being able to get a lot of shoes and other people can't get them and he sells them for premium prices. Apparently it was because of her plug so she, as the vice president at Nike, is like conflict of interest <laughs> a little bit. Yes. And honestly, what it was doing was driving the resale market the way that it has to where people and we're talking just for the listeners. People are paying real money for these things. This is five hundred thousand, two thousand dollars for some of these commodities that Nike doesn't make a lot of. And apparently it was the the, the evidence was damning enough that she had to resign from a position she had for 25 years wow five years like okay so that was my pick for the week just because it was something that i've it's near and dear to me but i wanted to also bring up another thing that's a great honorable mention for me have you kept uh it, uh up to date on this gymnastics coach uh john Gettert, i think his name is i heard a little bit i heard a little bit about it um, so, uh, 24 counts of human trafficking, sexual assault, racketeering, and lying to the police about these gymnasts, uh, got killed himself after yeah. he found all this out. And I'm like, way to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to make light of suicide, but for the love of God, um, like just all that just, stuff makes me sick. I just, and I said this to a client today in the gym I was working out with, I, I don't understand how the influence over so many people can be like no one broke rank like you know like when um what was the guy uh nasser yeah was the one yeah hundreds of women 
No one can girls. afford a, I'm sorry, girls. Yeah. Hundreds of girls. No one says, hey, dad, you know what? The guy touched, you know, said something, whatever. Like, how how are you able to, how are you able to, to, to at that level? If it's three people, I could say, well, you, you know, you leaned on three people to not say anything. But that many people, it, it just blows my mind that it they, does. the rampant problem, like, don't you vet these people? I don't, I don't even know, understand how this kind of goes so long. You know, maybe it's me. And I'm you know, ignorant to something, but I just don't understand how these things go so long. I think in this particular case, I think in the individual cases, um, you know, like you hear about in the homes, like, you know, and stuff like that. I think there is, it's like these people are sociopaths and they know how to manipulate every single situation to, and especially if they're preying on like young kids, right? You yeah. can influence them very heavily. But in this case, I think the influence of the U.S. gymnastics team and the collegiate athletics has a lot to do with it because mm -hmm. most of these girls are competing to be in the Olympics, which in gymnastics is the highest. Like the pinnacle, sport, yeah. Right? It's yeah. the pinnacle. And it, it, it can set them up for the rest of their lives. Like we know who a lot of these girls are because of their gymnastic feats and they get endorsements and books yeah. and they, they are famous. Like... Carrie Strug is famous for the rest of her life because of that one vault that she made in 1996. And that was like ages ago, right? Yeah. But we all know who, and so, and like even the stories with Nasser, like the parents were there when he performed some of the stuff. And yeah. I think that, you know, like I think the doctor is another thing too, where they, you, you don't know anything. Like when you go to the mechanics, they're like, oh, you've got the XYZ shaft is broken. And you're like, I mean, that sounds serious. So go yeah. ahead and replace it. And yeah. they're just basically like, there's nothing wrong with this car. It makes you wonder. And even as both being parents, it's like, would you, I'd like to think that I would know that something was up, but yeah. Kids acting clearly, a little weird or something, you know, clearly they, they don't though. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I know somebody whose dad was convicted of these things with the neighbors and nobody knew wow like, it was the strangest thing and but what ends up happening i think is you go back and think about oh I, the signs like i think i knew like i, I can't believe that i i uh, mm. i missed that and it it's the whole i was gonna go with that guy at first but then um i was like well he killed himself so he did yeah yeah a favor. did us yeah. all a favor yeah. um i it's cowardly but at the same time um fuck him to be honest yeah, like yeah no it just it's just you know and and you know great point you know great point about what you just said i just like i said i just always always marvel like so if you you know you're a parent what would you do if you drop james off at, at little league and the coach inappropriately touched him like oh. am i getting bail money for you am i getting you out of the country like what am i doing like, if, are if you it, calling me? Are you calling me to ride with you down there? And we put hands on this guy? I don't even know what we're going to do. What I would like to happen <laughs> in that case is I'd like it to be when the Sopranos, when the coach was going to oh, leave yeah. and they drop off the TV and he's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just the delivery man. Right. And they try to like keep him. And then the dog, oh, we found your dog, you know, like stuff like that. It's, it's difficult for me. And we talked about this offline about the death penalty and how we, feel somewhat similarly in terms of whether we think it should be legal or not but i know that in those cases justice feels different for everybody oh yeah and if it were me and i had a daughter or even oh. if my son right even if my son got dropped off and i found out something like that happened it would be really difficult for me to just calmly call the police and have this guy arrested yeah. like yeah. he's the baseball coach i'm taking 
I'm I'm batting. We're doing batting practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're breaking legs. We're right. you know. It's, I mean, it's just it's just the, protect your you own. Know, it's the it's the it's the you're putting someone in a in a public trust position. Yeah. To work with you know to work with with people like um you know I I I just got a certification in in um to train young athletes. I've been training them, but now I'm like certified to to like take on all ages from literally from like four to 17 is what they consider um young athlete and you know i've i've had people in the past like drop their kid off and i'm like where you going they're like oh i'm gonna go shop i'm like you might it's a it's an hour we'll be done really quickly like don't leave me with your kid yeah like you don't like you don't even know me you know that i work for a company or whatever Mm -hmm. but you you're leaving me with your kid like you know your kid's seven or eight years old like how does that work you know yeah it's weird Every parent's different. Um, some parents are much more hands-off. They put a lot of trust in people. Uh, I'm somebody who needs a little bit of time to put some trust in people. Yeah, I need I need to, to see what you're doing kid. with them. If you're pushing the kid too hard. I mean, outside of the inappropriate thing that, that could happen, I'm looking at, like, how are you training my Are you in my kid's face intimidating my kid? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you... How are you doing this? Because we talked about this before where, you know... In the time, like I'm, I'm a little older than you, but the time frames that we grew up in, coaches could talk to you any kind of way. And high school, I had a coach just grab you by the face mask, like, "Oh, you fucking stupid!" And like, it's you know, tell your dad, he's like, "Well, what did you do?" Um, you know, the play went. He's like, "Well, you practice, right? Yeah. Well, you fucked up. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it you is." See a lot of that. <laughs> so, I want to play something for you that. Uh, is it's old now it's about a month old but it's okay. just it's one of the best things i've ever heard from a player of any kind and it's dripping with condescension but it basically describes cowboys in one of the best ways ever uh so this is draymond green when he was asked <laughs> when, when he okay i don't know if you've heard this yet but when he was asked about a, a scuffle that took place with rodney magruder and somebody asked him about what he knew about it, and this was his uh, this was his answer. Draymond, what happened at the end there with Magruder? I don't know. I was in the locker room, uh, but uh, apparently he was um, taking up for Wayne Ellington. When the f- Roddy Magruder become the tough guy of the team? Like, oh. I don't know, man. Everybody in the league tough these days. It's crazy. I've seen a lot of tough guys this year. I don't understand it, and and. and don't nobody do anything. So, like, if you really wanted to do something, you could have done it. <laughs> over there talking like he's a team tough guy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> tough guy, Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> tough guy. Wow. <laughs> uh, that last Rodney, when he's like, fucking Rodney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought that was when he's like, there's a lot of tough guys these days because we talked about boxing and how there's like they're training these guys to be tough guys. And there's a lot of tough guys out there. But yet, and I just love what he's like, if you want to do something, you would have done it. But Rod, Rod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tough, tough guys don't last, man. So, you know, it's, you know, picking boxing, you know, you're, you know, I, uh, again, I coach young kids and couple in, in boxing and I teach them the three rules of boxing that I learned as a kid. Is on number one, protect yourself at all times. Number two, right? You're not there to get hit. Yeah. You're not there to get hit. And number three, 
Number three is my, my ultimate favorite. You respect your opponent, meaning this person is stepping into the arena with you and taking the same dangers. And you may not respect them as a person, but you respect that they're another athlete and they're willing to put their life on the line just as you would. But um, when I was a kid, Charles Oakley was like the toughest guy I've seen in the NBA. Like he was like, no one wanted to put hands on Oak and Oak would regulate. When they played the Knicks, bro, that guy was the guy. No one wanted to fight with Oakley. Even, I think even Shaq was like, you know what, Oakley's so crazy, he would take me on. Like he, he's just fearless. But yeah, um, cowboyism, if that's a word now. It's it's basically, man, Every everyone wants to step out, you know, step out of their comfort zone and and do something. I I all I all I will always defend um teammates that go after, you know, that help each other out. You yeah. know, someone knocks your guy down, you know, you you know, you stand up for your guy. But yeah, that was I, uh Draymond being Draymond. <laughs> I think Draymond was more speaking to the fact that Rodney Magruder has never been the tough guy and all of a sudden this year all these tough guys are popping up in the league and like Draymond's an actual tough guy. Like he actually yeah. He's a physical player, and I just, I, I don't know, like, it hit me, I was laughing so hard because that, the way that he used his name comedically was just fantastic. Yeah. And he's like, Rodney, Rodney. Like, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have worked if it was some other name, but like, <laughs> so, so I just was like, that is exactly what we were talking about. So uh, that may end up, you you might hear some Rodneys every now and again. Like, if you mention somebody that's a cowboy, it'd be like, Rodney. And you'd be like, so... Uh, I just had to play that for you because I thought it was yeah. good. It's old, but it was so funny. And yeah. That, yeah, that's the best part about Draymond is like he'll tell you those things. Like he wasn't even a part of it, but then he's like, I just love how he opines about tough guys in the league. Tough guys. Yeah, he, like, the NBA is not tough anymore. Yeah, he, he's he's a guy. Say. Yeah. So so Draymond's an interesting character. Um, he said something a few weeks ago about uh, guys getting traded. And teams sitting them before they, you know, before the transaction goes in because they, they don't want to hurt the goods, basically. Yep. But if a guy, if a guy wants to be traded, wants to force his way out of town, yeah, um, they're expected to act another way about it. So what you know, before we go, what is like what would be your take about people, I guess, having to I mean, it's just, it's on brand with our conversation about, you know, your you know, you're a public image and you're supposed to act professional you know at all times so if maddie ice media and you want to leave the platform should you force your like would you force your way out or would you speak up or like how would you you know how 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 would you conduct yourself or think that someone should conduct themselves on the way out well i mean i would like to think that as the, own, the owner of maddie ice media that i would set somewhat of an example and try to do it the most professional way possible but I think mm -hmm. it depends. I think these uh, these athletes are, first of all, the pay is is relative. So it's really difficult to say, well, they make so much money like they shouldn't complain because it's their profession. So at the, at, at the very least, they share a similarity with the rest of us that they are not their own boss. They they, mm -hmm. they do have an owner and they do have a coach that they are they're looking to. But um, I, it is it is amazing to me that these these uh players have especially in in basketball they've empowered themselves they've they figured out how to get leverage because they understand more so than they ever did that they have the ability to do that because they are the commodities for these teams without yeah. certain guys there is no winning and winning is the product that these franchises are trying to sell to their to their mm -hmm. fan bases right like 
every year at the beginning of the season in every sport these teams were selling hope and how many of those teams are actually selling true hope as opposed to fake hope right mm -hmm. but if but like for for certain guys that want to sit out like if the organization has reached a point in which you know that they are not invested in winning like james harden was the most recent one where i think he forced yeah. his way out now they had done a lot for him to basically cater to his play style i mean mike d'antoni even said this is not how i would like to coach but yeah. this is i'm coaching what i have and yeah that's that was a shot at james harden but it's true where james harden is an isolation player he's a one like it's four other guys watching him do his thing which is aesthetically displeasing to me to watch yeah but i personally like if i was unhappy with the situ like the situation that i was in even being under contract i would voice my opinion professionally and see which how that took me now mm -hmm. if it was something where i was like you know like the the medical team like we've heard you know stories about the medical teams trying to get players out there cutting corners doing things like yeah. that they're you know racist stuff like if i played for the mariners like i'd be like i'm, I'm out of here like I'm yeah like, just get me out of here <laughs> or i'm not but, coming there you know yeah like the deshaun watson one um we talked about that earlier too but he signed a contract in good faith and the good faith end of the texans was that they were going to put a team around him to succeed to win again they're selling winning to him and after this past year where he risked getting COVID every game that they were in, right? Got beat up. They had no talent. The team was terrible. Meaningless game. Some of those games, they, they were so far out of it. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trotting out there. For what? And they actively almost played defense against the team being better. And then as, a, as their highest paid commodity and asset, really, they completely uh, pushed him out of the next phase of because that's what every time you pick a new head coach in the nfl it's another phase or another chapter like you're starting over uh rarely do guys like mike tomlin is an only example that i can think of recently who took over a franchise that has been so stable with so few coaches that he's basically continuing a leg yeah he's the right? third one yeah <laughs> it's <three>. crazy <laughs> and so that that that's out there but every time like a team like the browns hired a new head coach they were starting over starting fresh and when you're starting fresh having just signed a guy to a big contract okay here's a good example let's say that the manual gets picked up by some some media company right mm -hmm. and you're part of or, or some some something wants to sponsor you like uh, you, you you end up getting picked up by some other network right and you're part of you're part of my platform right and then i say all right cleve like i want you to stay here so let's figure out how, how we can make this happen and then i do that and you stay right you maybe you maybe sacrifice a little bit but for the most part you're still in good shape and then after mm -hmm. that i drop everybody off the platform <laughs> and you're the manual and that's it when you've been noticed because of the exposure that the whole platform as a as an entity has right and then i leave yeah. And then uh, let's say like, you know, Stevie Ice comes in and Stevie Ice is like, or, or actually it's better if, if I leave and then somebody else comes in and then they say, uh, we're going to get rid of, uh, you know, we're going to get rid of Maddie. Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, well, I stayed here because of the people that are here. And now you're jettisoning all these people. Like, yeah. I, I want out. Like I yeah. could have had a, I could have had a better gig somewhere. Like I'm totally outperforming all these other yeah. things. Right. And I think it is incumbent on 
you i think it's a situational thing like not every situation is created equal but mm -hmm. I know for me i would try the tactical route try the professional route and if i wasn't getting results then i'd be like yeah i'm leaving like i'm taking my talent somewhere else because my talent is like this like the show is i, I own it it's mine yeah i mm -hmm. own this and so i'm taking that somewhere else where it's going to be better appreciated and i wouldn't do that like i wouldn't come in on one unhappiness and be like i'm out of here but I would mm. like to think, like sometimes I wonder, I wonder about guys like Harden who they spent so much time, or Brady was another one where you had said I, they disrespected him at first. And now you come to realize like, I mean, they sold out to keep him there and win some titles, right? Like they did a lot for him and for him to be like, well, I just wasn't happy there. And it's like, well, what would make you happy? And basically putting a super team around him made him happy, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what he gets and basically being like the guy, like, cause Arian said he didn't coach. So like every situation's different. Not everybody, there's there's not like a whole bunch of smoking guns. Like Tom basically just wanted to feel better in terms of like, yeah. he wanted he wanted somebody to, to pat his back and like kiss his rings and BB's not that guy. Yeah, it's just, you know, the 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 marriage of a coach and organization to someone that, that, that speaks volumes. It's the same as if a, a lay person is looking for a job in a field you know, company culture, I noticed for me, that's become like a big thing now. Like I, I need to be, you know, work for a company who is, you know, sympathetic, empathetic, you know, they're, you know, they're about their employees versus about their bottom line. I, I mean, that's not a perfect scenario, but it is what it is. So like with Russell Wilson, um, is another guy that company guy for the most part, but now he's like, Hey, listen, you know what? I've got some equity built up here and I, I want certain things to happen. You know, I, I just I just feel that I should get afforded these liberties to to do these things. Um, with the Deshaun Watson, I think something is more sinister because when someone says on record, I would never play for you again, mm -hmm. there's something, maybe he was sat down with a dressing down that was probably so bad where they probably said, hey, look, don't be ungrateful we fucking took care of you and da -da -da -da. and then all of a sudden he's like whoa 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 whoa, i'm done because for some people it, it it doesn't take a racial slur or you know whatever it just takes to be dressed down a certain way you know what i think i'm done i'm done here you know i think yeah. I, I to 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 say the words i would never like he he met with the coach and says hey no disrespect i don't know i don't, I don't know you and I, and I don't owe you either but I'm sitting down with you to let you know I would never play for this team again. That's something is afoot. Something is different. Something happened that we're not privy to and that they're mm -hmm. both not speaking about to say those words other than to say, well, you know what? We're not on the same page here. Let's try to get on the same page or whatever. It's like, I don't, I want out period. Yeah. There, there's a finality to all of that. That is a little bit unusual. Like, what's happened now in sports is these players uh and it happens really only in uh basketball and football more so basketball where these players have figured out how they could essentially hold the team hostage mm -hmm. um and red Farf. <laughs> sort of but like these team yes but in in a way i mean hold them hostage but then the teams also have the ability to get something in return now because for instance like with with like harden you know they, they they have to work something out but they're not going to get full value for it right now is the time when the texans need to trade deshaun watson because he is if he comes back in like week 10 he's going to be worth significantly less than he was 
and I hate to say that because Deshaun is a is a person, right? We're talking about yeah. this in that sense, but in in the business sense, these players are commodities, and like if the Texans are smart, they understand the unhappiness that he has, and they need mm -hmm. to figure out a way to to get him out of there for his own sake and for the team's sake. Because if they don't, they're just gonna be like what? And and I I honestly don't have an issue with the way he handled it because it'd be one thing if he didn't play all year and then said I'm not playing. He played yeah. every game, every just about every snap. He showed up. He showed yeah, up. he showed and up. He, and, and, he, and he balled. And he performed. Yeah. And that's where I think there's a difference that people are not talking about is like he performed. And yes, he's under contract. And that is a difference between most jobs, right? Like when we have a job, <laughs> we can leave. But it's just the way that the economic structure is because the money is so high. Like there's so many things that have to be written in there between like we talked about Kobe playing on the hard court like the asphalt court like those things yeah. are written into those contracts for a reason because the money is so high like we're not making like if if we injure ourselves playing basketball at our job mm -hmm. the company's gonna roll right yeah on. yeah you remember when um brandon marshall was with the broncos and he wanted out yeah. and they showed him in practice and in walkthroughs batting balls down they're throwing yep. at him and he's batting balls because he wanted to be out so bad he said someone told him if he retired and tried to come back, the, the, the Broncos still has his rights. So he can't do that. But if they cut him because he's a liability, it's yeah. it's a little different. It's just he just pays it, he just pays them back or whatever. So it, it's easy to say, well, a player might just start throwing interceptions. Like I'm just gonna throw it at anybody. I'm just I'm where you're gonna be like, you know what? This ain't working out. You, we gotta get you out of here now. You know, it shouldn't have to come to that. But that's where that's where it could head up. And I, I guess my initial question was, you know, when you're a brand ambassador, like you your kids watching Deshaun or Russell or or Matt Stafford or whoever, like say, hey, listen, this isn't working out for me in Detroit. I gotta go. And it's probably best that I go now. Versus like they're saying, oh, you're, you know, you we took care of you for so long. You ungrateful bastard. Like, what are you doing? Like, like like you're supposed to act accordingly because they paid you. And like you said, you pay for my services. You didn't pay for me. You pay for what I can do. And I can do this for other other people. So I I shouldn't be I shouldn't be basically like handcuffed to you guys when I was say, you know what? This ain't working out for me. I want to go. You know, the short it's an interesting situation because they just paid him. Yeah. You know, that's like that's what makes it kind of like because franchise quarterbacks don't fall out of the sky. You know, ask, I'm a Jets fan. Like, you know, we don't, we, that doesn't happen, you know? But, um, you didn't yeah, fumble that mug. Yeah. <laughs> Blair Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in, 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 in closing, I just look at it as like when you're, when you're, um, when you're kind of in, you know, in, in a situation where you're representing an organization, like, you know, we talked on a, on a, on a, on a micro level that you represent your family's name. You know, hey Matt, don't go around and fuck up our family name. It's like, okay, we're employing you to 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 be this, but in 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 set of employment, you cannot speak out against these things. You cannot have a domestic violence. You cannot be publicly drunken. You can't do these things that that a human being or is going to be subject to. Like it's like you got to be perfect all the time. You always got to say the right thing. You know, whatever. But again, with the Seattle, you know, Mariners thing. Like it's a hot mic. How do you not think that's not good? Did, did no one in the room says, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, no, you see, yo, you can't do that. You cannot it's do that. They're probably just so shocked 
in the moment. It's like, bro. I mean, it's probably like, like a lapel, like with the, you know, with the Mariners pin on it or some shit. Like, bro, what are you doing? I just, <laughs> one of the reasons that I created the Matty Ice Media thing was because it, I wanted there to be like a community around it. Like doing, doing a show is somewhat lonely in a way because you are making up the content yourself. You're doing, you know, your mm -hmm. own thing and you're in a bubble, you're isolated and you know, part of the reason why, you know, this, this Matty Ice Media thing even exists is so that there could be a group of people who are doing things together and build upon it from the ground up. But like, if anybody wanted to leave because they wanted to do something different, like that wouldn't really be an issue. It would just be like, Hey, you know, I appreciate that. And, you know, I appreciate the time you put on the platform and stuff. And, and, you know, everybody has differences of opinion. Like we're not, to me, as the brand ambassador for it like that's my job my job is to represent it well through my own show mm -hmm. and my own actions but also to represent it well within the confines of the relationships of the people that are included in it so yeah i mean you're I feel about it. you're you know you're you're expected air quotes you're expected to have someone on here um you know that that you're bringing on you know different hosts you're bringing on different shows that come on you know, there has to be some ground rules that says, listen, no homophobic stuff, no racial stuff. You know, like oh, yeah. there's there's things that we have to set in place. But if someone wants to be out because they feel that that's too restrictive, then, OK, well, that's, there's, you know, there's the door. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you feel that, oh, I should be able to say whatever I want, I'm like, well, you, you work for me, technically, or you're on my platform. If you want to yeah. do that, then form your own thing, you know, yeah. and, and go say whatever you want to say like for instance the 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 mandalorian lady so she got picked up by some conservative radio station or a conservative podcasting thing and it's like i mean good for you that's the place where you can talk about those things and feel as if you're you know having your your freedom of speech is not being infringed upon in any way and good for you but like when you join like that's the thing too is like there I, I really would love to know what happened to deshaun and the texans because the culture of that organization doesn't seem as if it's changed a whole lot since it's, then. Like the owner is transparent up about who he follows politically and who he befriends yeah. and and donates to. So like the pastor, had, though, yeah, that oh, guy, yeah, 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 that guy's a little weird. That's that guy's a little weird, and I think that's where the, the rift is happening that no one's really putting a putting a finger to. What's his name again? What's the pastor? Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, that's not the guy they got from the Patriots, right? That's not Casario, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't have my I don't have my laptop. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But either way, um, yeah, I I I think that anybody who has any sort of visibility of whatever their brand is, and it can be as small as ours or as large as the Texans, I think there is a responsibility to do what you can to represent that brand well. But if that brand is going against your like moral fibers as a person or you know, mm -hmm. going against the good faith, uh, you know, agreement that you've had in terms of like uh, your employment, then I think that there's it's OK to sort of voice that. And, and Deshaun, again, the, the other thing about Deshaun is he's only been there for a few years, whereas like Matt Stafford said, hey, look, we've had a good run. I'm I'm nearing the end here and I want to get a, I want a chance at winning. Yeah, I mean, it took that him long fine. enough. It that took was, him yeah, very, exactly. a very. I'm like, man, you stuck out a lot of years. You listed a lot of good years. Yeah. I mean, he's made money. He's he comes from money. You know, not that that matters. But I'm like, you know, if it's about winning, 
if it's about winning or being being in a position to win, then yeah, I want to I want to go see. But the NFL is, is such a is such a small sample of that because they're that situation in the NFL period, like they bring on a guy that's had, you know, abuse issues and things of that nature, and and you know they'll pay the guy and and, and the optics of it is like whatever. But it's just funny because the NBA doesn't do that, you know, the, the golf doesn't do that, you know. If you have a situation, you disappear. You know how Jim Lampley said, "You will never see me on HBO again." You know, it, it happens. It happens where you know. But again, you know, and again, this was a great conversation about how, you know, what you say is is, is just as important as how you say it, when you say it, and why you're saying it. Like that. That should always be the things. It's like if I'm an athlete, I'm like, okay, what am I gonna say? Why am I saying this? Where am I gonna say this? You know, you know, yeah. if you ever seen um, um, uh, LeBron's show, The Barbershop, mm-hmm. have you ever seen it? I have not. Yeah, it's this. There's, there's several episodes now on on like YouTube. It's 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 this type of stuff in a barbershop. They're talking yeah. about social issues and things of that nature. And LeBron is not the LeBron that you see mm-hmm. on Nike. It's not the guy you see this guy saying n-word you see this guy cursing you see this guy just being a regular person you're like wait a minute like is that lebron james or is that lebron james which one is this guy is he um is he both is he what it's crazy it's crazy to close if there's anything i think that's important to take from this conversation in general is i think no matter what what platform you have because keep in mind too that when you're at a family function and speaking your mind about something that you believe in that's a platform because those people hear you and take it somewhere else and you know some people believe in that it always own whatever it is that you say like it's fine if you have a differing opinion from everybody like what's her name from the mandalorian she can believe that all she wants i don't actually have any issue with her believing whatever it is that she wants to believe just don't do it on the mandalorian set or as, as you're unemployed by them but also, yeah, but also on the other side of that, uh, nobody has a right to, there's no obligation for anybody to agree with it or like what you have to say. So LeBron can feel his way about Zlatan, Zlatan can feel his way about LeBron, and at the end of the day, neither one of them has to agree on it. They do their, do your thing, and that's what we yeah. should do. And owning what you say for us is really important because we're out there like our names yeah. our faces our yeah. words are yeah. out there and it's incumbent on us to hey if somebody calls us out for saying something we either double down because it's something that we believe or we consider it and maybe you know adjust or something like that yeah but, uh we ended up going long here which is great uh because i think this is going to be perfect for a two-parter uh we're trying new nice. things folks we're really trying new things uh we we got the audio issues last week uh you know taken care of and now i've got the the sharing stuff and i think it's been a, a lot more crisp this week but yeah um i i hope you enjoyed the draymond stuff i thought that was just fantastic it was great that's <laughs> um, always great you know we'll we'll do something about we'll 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 get into some good stuff next week uh great cowboy stuff but cleave see you down the road later bro yeehaw <laughs> Rodney.